0: A Noali masterclass leaves the sailors reeling and blows the title race wide open. And the Topayo Exposé takes centre stage, is Darwin to blame for Akbar's exit. We're keeping it real on this one, it's the SPL Podcast, sit tight. What's up everyone? This is Raushan. Now my usual partner in crime, Faranaya, is away, so I'll be holding the fort, but rest assured we've got a tasty episode lined up for you. Let's start with a quick recap of the results. Albrecht Negata smashing Ballester Alsa 5-3, the Kodai Tanaka show last Friday. And then on Saturday, two games, Tampa Rovers beating Young Lions 7-0, while Haugang United and Tanyong Paga played out an interesting 3 all draw. And then the shock of the weekend on Sunday, Geylang International triumphing over table toppers, the Lion City Sailors 3-1. Now there's plenty to discuss and for that I've got with me Kairo Ashraf, a friend of the show, the football agent that everybody knows of. Kairo how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, saying hello from Jakarta at the moment, but don't worry, I was... Uh, aware of all the games last week, uh, I watched it, I watched them all. Yeah, so I'll be here to give me to give you guys my insight.
0: There you have it, listeners. Even being all the way in Jakarta is not stopping Cairo from joining us or enjoying SPL. Now, Cairo, there's only one place to start, and that's Geelang International's fabulous 3 1 win over the Lion City Sailors. Now, Geelang have now have a total of seven points over three games against the reigning champions, and that's a joint most with Albrecht Nigata. I want to ask you, Kairul, how did Noali pull off this masterclass? How has he got this buy-in from his players? Because they all seem to be following his instructions to a T. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's something to say about... I mean, we have to give him credit, no? I think it's a tactical masterclass. Uh, for the first part, of course, I felt that the goals... You know, you, you, you could question the goals with deflections and all. It came as a shock. But at the end, we always knew we always knew that LCS has the capacity to come back. I mean, they've been scoring goals like nobody's business, right? But I feel, I feel you know, again uh, it seems like at that point it was all attacking and no plan B and uh, no options. But of course, we can't really put the blame on Luka. At the end of the day, he's just here uh, recently, and uh, of course he hasn't worked alternative tactics or. Uh, when they when they play against someone uh, who plays defensively like that uh not just tactically but mentally they were all in gelang so i felt that uh it was a motivational uh, uh a motivational masterpiece i feel i am sure noali noali rallies teams well when the team is on the Right, so I think that has been the the case with that game. So, so technically yes, they have defended with their lives. They played a, a deeper block. Uh, they frustrated Lion City, and Lion City didn't have a plan B. And especially at three one, you know, even if Lion City were to keep possession, K-Lang would not go out. They would not go out to press. They would not go out to. They would definitely keep that lead. They want to keep that lead. They would even. Uh, be happy with a draw, right? So, they would never want to go out. So, I think at that point, I think uh, uh, perhaps a more experienced coach could could do things to to unlock things like that. But at the end of the day, Luca just came. You know, effectively, he was only in charge for two games, right? First game was No Raman. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, these things happen. So, uh, again, like I said, sometimes it's the pressure of Not scoring, it eats into you and uh, knowing that you'll be level on points with the next contender. So, all these factors, I think, affected the game. So, it was a mental win, I feel. It was a mental win that uh, uh, Geylang had. So, I think the fans out there are also waiting for me to give credit to Noali, right? So, here it is, right? So, this is what Geylang is able to do, right? So, if you guys think that I've been hard on them, on Noali especially… Yes, I've been hard because this is the quality Gelang can play. Like I said, you know, they have the players to do it, the experienced players to do it, quality players. In Vincent Bezako, my 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 God, I think he has shown what a, what an exciting player he was and uh, how he has contributed uh, during that game. Yeah, so uh, we want to see more of this. We want to see Gelang continue this, and uh, yeah. Uh, Let's hope that they go on to the AFC Cup, right? And then also, I mean, the, the, the team, the club, could also help Noali by financing the team for the AFC Cup because there's no point that they get into an AFC, AFC Cup place and then after that, they they falter there next year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Geylang. And uh, for Lion City, uh, it's actually a banana skin now. Uh, a, a few banana skins up front, possibly also with Tampines Rovers. If they play like this, uh, you know, at the end, a lot of things have been said about Lion City, right? Uh, 20, 20-something goals over the last three games under Luka, right? Which is how many how, is in comparison to Kim Do-hoon. But at the same time, you have to say that in those games, they conceded 8, right? And in Kim Do-hoon's games, they considered 18 right so it's also reflective you know you want to go all out like this uh, on one side but on the other side you're also uh, conceding goals like that of course it's entertaining right but at the end of the day we also must say that you know a team like this cannot be conceding this this amount of goals as well Uh, so that's my point of view on this whole two games uh it was exciting the first half was really exciting the second half even without goals you know there was a lot of a lot of things going on so uh yeah so I I I like that there are games like this in the league, right? And uh, thank you Noali for that, right? So hopefully, please improve your team, keep your team going, right? I'm not a supporter of Geelang, but I think that uh, you no, know, this is what we want to see all the time from Geelang.
0: Yeah, I think you said it well there. Um, I think the fans have been waiting to hear from you about your your, your thoughts on Noali. And fair enough, you put out a tweet, he has right the wrongs in your eyes. He has bounced back from the early slump. Well done, Omar Noali. He should keep this up and get into the AFC Cup. And I like your point a lot. Maybe it's time for the decision makers at that club to then go on and back him. So once they qualify for continental competition, they perhaps are better equipped to deal with it, right? Just very quickly, final question on Noali. Having considered everything you've said, do you think he mm. deserves to be coach of the year in your eyes?
1: <laughs> to be honest, nobody deserves to be coach of the year, right? That, that's one thing I, I want to put it out, right? I mean, you it's you can't. I mean, if Luca wins the title, you can't have Luca have six games and uh, and eight seven games and win and be the. So coach if of the
0: King year. Kazu wins the title, King Kazu.
1: So oh, definitely, if King Kazu wins the title, definitely him. Even if he's second actually I think he has a, a, a loud shout for the uh, title because uh, there have been good results uh, you know in the course of the season they're a little bit of slump because I cannot see that a coach who lost 11 times in a row to win the, the title so that's that's my thing right because that's a big wrong in on many levels right but of course he has corrected it but he shouldn't be allowed to even be on an 11 games run right or like that so other than that, I, I don't see anybody deserving of the of the title. Yeah, If we have to give credit, I think we just have to give Nazri the coach of the year because he has gone through so much for that. So so I, I can't give a definite answer, but I think the, the biggest shot for me should be Kazoo uh, by default.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, I take your point. And your point about Nazri, he looks like he's aged about five to eight years over this one season alone. <laughs> so I think Young Lions are a team who the season cannot end soon enough. All right, let's move it on. We talked about the positive, No Ali, need to move to a negative slightly. And that's, I don't know if it's a negative, but a bit of a cloud hanging over Ballester Kalsa over the past week Mm -hmm. after the Monitor Singapore came out with that, I would say, expose. What do you make of the revelations by the Monitor Singapore?
1: I just think it's just a witch hunt for for Darwin. You see, the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, there there may be vulgarities over there, but which football industry does not have vulgarities? At the end of the day, it is not condescending, it is not uh disrespectful to the mom or to the dad, of course, maybe a bit of disrespectful for the mate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but but I don't I don't see it, you know. I don't see it. at the end of the day, the club has constraints now. That's the reality, right? That's why they couldn't employ, right? I think they could employ soon, but not at, not in the last in the last. Few months, right? But I think it's really a rich one. And, and and to to know that I I spoke to Darwin personally, and he said that also his son was attacked uh, on while with their his in laws, his son something was being said to the son about his father, the son's father, which is him, right? So I feel that why has it gotten to that? No, if it, if something happened to me like that with my son, I, I mean, luckily Darwin wasn't there. I'm sure Darwin would have smashed that guy's face. Right. But so for me, it's, you know, this guy is trying so hard. He's the only, I mean, in my opinion, he's the only council member in the FA who's really working before when he was having a lot of roles in the FA to try to change things. He has put a lot of things in in, in place for Balestier. They even look different, right? Even the games feel different. If you're a fan in the game, it feels different to be a Topayo uh, the club has employed an uh, AFC Cup winner in Akbar. He employed, uh, they employed uh, someone who have, who have won a title in a league overseas. And now they have gotten a, a rather high-profile coach yeah? uh, in, in Peter Derue, Yeah, regardless of what they say about his coaching experience. At the end of the day, I think Peter Derue, uh, he has coached uh, at under-23 level in Europe. League, right? So that's even better than anything regional here. Uh, Also, he was in Ange's coaching staff when he was in Australia also, especially assistants are the better coaches always, you know, assistants are always the better coaches in in, in setups. So I, I think, you know, and to think that they have been able to find that kind of replacement fast also means that they have a very good plan B they have very good uh, network strategy right so I, I just can't Im- can can't understand why people are, are putting this much hate to him right so i I think this is uh blown out of proportion uh, like I said before, I think you know this TM uh, TMsG wants to be a tabloid type news. sometimes it's good for football, it brings some eyeballs if that's if that's what they want to do and then uh, you know. We just have to. We just have to make sure that the good news over, overpowers the bad news that they come. They bring in, right? Or at least they are bringing eyeballs to the sport. But at if at the core of it, the intention is just to make sure that this guy dies out of football. He wants to kill individuals in the game who are providing for the game. Then I think you know my my vulgarity would be f off you know, for, for TMSG, you don't you don't deserve to be in football in Singapore. But also, I can't look into their intention, so I, I just hope they're doing it for good of, of our football. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think, Kairul, you summed it up perfectly. It's a fine line, right, between bringing some attention to the game as well as taking things a bit personally. A lot of people will agree that that fine line has been crossed in this instance. So, Whatever it may be, we hope Darwin is doing safe and well because no one deserves to be personally attacked. Just very quickly, Kairul, I know Akbar Nawaz is a client of yours. Did you have yeah. an inkling of what was brewing over at Topayo even towards the end of his time there?
1: Yeah. So I, I, to be honest, uh, on my side, it it, it wasn't. He caught me by surprise also, right? That he was leaving. Right. We 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 always spoke, and even as recently, we spoke about uh, the two year plan. Right. But in football, I think things happen fast, things happen fluid. You no, know? and he got an offer. I think he felt that it's an offer he can't refuse. Right? The opportunity itself, the magnitude of the opportunity. So now he also he's in charge of the first game already, Urudontani. Right. So it gives him a footing into Thai football. So yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, but we could we could understand. And you know, I really and for that also, you know, I felt that. The gentlemanly agreements from uh, Darwin and Ballestia to release him just like that, you know, uh, to help achieve, because he understands that our talent needs to have a higher level of uh, exposure in in whether coaching or or playing. So to me, that has been a a, a very nice and smooth transition and everybody played their parts very nicely. So for this article to come out, you know, I don't know who is the whistleblower. I don't know who has put this out, I think it's, you know, it's really distasteful. I think it's distasteful for football, especially for a club who's really trying. I don't think they deserve to have this, yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever it is, I hope it's water under the bridge as they move into this Peter Diru era. On that front, let's look ahead to the weekend. And we start with Balastia Kalsa. They take on uh, Tanjong Pagar United on Friday, 7.45pm at the Jurong East Stadium. Now Cairo Peter Diro you had a part in uh, bringing him to Belestia Kalsa yeah. what have your initial impressions been of uh, the impact he's made and based on what you know of how he's settling in
1: Yeah so I, I think I think he understands some problems in 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 Ballestia. I think also he wants to make sure that uh I, I, from what I see he wants to bring some stability into the team uh it looks like uh, he has done that in fact even when, when the game was played I felt that you know, actually, for a good some good parts, actually Balestier was quite impressive, right? Uh, on that pitch, especially, right? Yeah, so they, they didn't overplay. They were a bit more direct. They knew they knew better how to defend. But I think there's something about the team that, um, you know, I think it's it may be a statistic statistic that right? sometime after sixty five minutes. It becomes uh, a deep a, a deep in their performance. So I think Peter will address that. I think Peter will be smart enough to address that. You know, at the end, I I also know maybe with Agba has a higher higher in uh, higher emphasis uh, on passing and keeping yours. Know, so again, it comes to the point where are you preaching to the right crowd, right? So for me, is. Yes, it's a two-year plan. Now, now, he had he had a two-year plan. If you wanted to do that, yes, you have the time to do it, right? But for Peter now, perhaps I think he would want to stabilise things. He do not want to have this so much emphasis. So when you have this much emphasis into the game, where the player do not have the mental capacity towards things, they get burned out during the game very fast, you know, because it's very tiring to play this kind of football. Very tiring. And you need to be playing it for years on end to be able to master it. And these are not... Players who are able to do it you no know? play like Ensa is a long ball player raw you know, player like uh, okay Madu has come in to bring a little bit of craft you know yeah and he's able to do it you know because he did it with tam but the other players they all come from the smaller teams who play long ball football yeah so to do this perhaps they have they can always have a good 60 minutes but after that so maybe to bring some stability they, they need to they need to change the gameplay a little bit which we saw. Right. But of course, we, Peter only had four days before the game, right? So I think it will need a bit more time and for him to really find the recipe. But going ahead into the game, you know, I think Peter being there means that the team is still on a positive uh, trajectory. They, they, will, they will be positive, they will be excited, they will fight for, for, for placement, Right, uh, so I think going into this game Ballester actually has the edge to, against Tanjung Paga uh, even though Tanyo Paga had a draw against Gang in the last game to be honest I think to the, the team that is going down on, on a downwards trajectory is actually Tanjung Paga now right? we don't see them uh, we don't really see them uh, like how they did in the first half which we expected also which we expected from Tanjung Paga so I, I don't know it'll be a close game Right, A draw will still be a good result for Ballestier, Right. but I have a sneaky feeling that maybe Balestier will nick this. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm completely with you. I thought Balestier were positive for the first 60 minutes and then it's just Albrecht's doing Albrecht's things. So on that point about Tanyong though, you, you touched on it a point after a run of five defeats, right? But it almost seemed like two points dropped because they conceded so late on to Pedro as well. Yeah. Can they end the season the way they started, or is it just going to be topsy turvy from now till the end?
1: I, I think the the first part they wrote on their positive no because at the end of the day they were they had a, a lot to prove you no know? we were saying that you know yeah you're gonna be last in the league <laughs> but they had a lot of point uh, they had a lot to prove uh, and Sugic also as a new foreigner coming in usually that's always the thing with the new foreigners you no know? they have something to prove. They have the intensity of uh, coming just off Europe, you know that kind of thing. But after some time, you will see drop. Even for Blake, for example, I think Blake. I think the season that I think one of the low, probably the lowest season Blake has. Right, we had like, the first season with Tanjong Paga, It was fantastic, right? Uh, at DPMM also, we saw him really like a warrior. Right. So, but this season, yeah, yeah even he, even when Tanjong Paga had the first uh, round of games where they were fantastic. I didn't think that Blake was good, was 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 at his the level that he has always beat. Right? Uh, the game was okay, they were managing it, but Rio was the one who was doing a lot of things, scoring goals, individual brilliance. Yeah, so I, I guess, I think there's a mental aspect for them that they, they feel that hey, maybe we have already overachieved, right? Uh, we don't need to push so much more. Uh, uh we have we have done well for the first part. So so also maybe the league has gone a bit longer for them because they have a lot of same players playing, right? So the maybe the aspect of loading or something like that has affected their performance as well. You know? uh, and and yeah, this this is, I think, where they are they are, right? At the, at the end of the day, we we want, we think that this is the third group that is fighting, right? We know that there's a first two group and then there's another group and then there's another group fighting so we, they are where they are at the end of the day so yeah I, I will see that they will have mixed results all the way until the end of the year yeah,
0: yeah I think safe to say it was good while it lasted but I'm with mm-hmm. you I think Tanyo Paga have suffering a bit of a burnout almost so it's interesting to see how they will fare on the final stretch just very quickly Ballastia, Tanyo Paga in fact Tanyo Paga Balestier. what do you think the score is going to be this Friday my take is 3-2 Oof, All right, that'd be some way to kick off uh, the football this weekend, 5-goal thriller. I'm (laughs) going to go 2-1 to Ballester just because I feel there's something about Peter Deiru and the penny will drop and he will get his first three points. Now, let's move on to Saturday, the featured game, Tempenish Rovers against the Lion City Sailors. Now, just a bit of team news before we get into the preview. There's a bit of worrying news for Lion City Sailors. They will be without Harris Sarun and is not due to yellow card accumulations. And Pedral also picked up a knock on Sunday. We saw him limp off quite badly. And this picture itself, coming to it, it has history. It's played at such a high, intense level. All season, all the encounters earlier in this season. And it's a must-win for the Lion City Sailors, but also for Templin's Rovers because they are chasing AFC Cup qualification. Geylang International are a team hunting them down as well. How is it going to pan out? It's happening at our sub 5 5.30pm on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's it's nice because the it's it's like a double header, right? Because Geylang is also with uh, with uh, who is Geylang playing on the Sunday? The uh playing
0: Hougang on Sunday.
1: Yes, correct. So all these teams are actually playing for for uh, AFC slot, right? Uh, so Tabrines is there, Geylang is there, playing against Hougang, and then the Legacy. Like, so I, I I I I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Oh, uh, and and. This week, also, of course, we—I don't know—also if Diego can play or Pinedra or what, what. What is the severity? I am not sure at all. But, but what is interesting for me is right. Uh, it's going to be a totally offensive game because I—I I, I think Luka is a Plan A guy. Gabe, uh, Gavin is also a Plan A guy, right? <laughs> and and. Uh, I would I would think that it would be a very straightforward thing if uh Lion City didn't still could play uh could play Pedro, Harris, Hafiz, right? But now they're lacking the defense, the defense line, right? Their first 11 defense, of course. Amirul can come in and slot in there, but there's also another open slot over there, also, right? So we don't know who can come in, maybe we. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can we can see uh, Anu there or something. We don't know, right? For sure, or maybe Bill can come in and slot. But we really don't know for sure. So, I would I would think that this game will be a end to end game, open game, goals galore. Uh, Maxim Lestian assisting and go scoring again. Uh, Shinwoo maybe adding goals to him. Boris as well, right? Boris wants to run away also, right? So it, it, I think it's gonna be a good game and. I'm coming back on Friday night and I'm gonna make it a point to be at 10 minutes half to, to watch the game <laughs> because I, I, I really don't know at this point how to put it, right and I, but I think I think uh, it will be a high scoring draw for this game. yeah maybe three, three or four, four. yeah I mean, I'm not proud to say that to, to predict this kind of score lines for our league. Yeah? I think it's it's really atrocious that we're defending so poorly. but at the end of the day, you know, the goals are also exciting, right? It makes for good fun, for good viewership. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see whether uh, whether Luka can... Offensive game is better than Gavin's offensive game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Both are plan A kind of coaches, Luka and Gavin. So it'll be interesting to see what they put up. But I just very quickly want to ask you about Luka. He, of, case, of course, started his tenure with those three fabulous wins and then that Stock to the system against Geelang. Do you think he would have learned anything from that?
1: I, I don't know how much he can do in a week, right? Because I think, I always think, you know, every coach has a way that they like to coach, right? And they will immediately want that imprint on the team. So, sometimes when there is something that they like to coach, it means they're good at it. And when they do not coach that way, it means that they have... They are not maybe so strong at it, right? I mean, I've been a coach. I have my team has always been uh, more defense, more defensive, more organized, right? Uh, I I can say for a fact that my front four coaching is not the best in the world. So similarly, also, right? If you are a plan A coach, means you are a plan good coach, like Alba, where he's a, that kind of coach, he's that kind of coach. You no, know, when you have Sundrum or you have Robert Lim, right? You know, no water can get through the the, the, the lines, you know. You so this is how they are. You would tell, tell them, hey, let's play an office, offensive game. They may not know how to do it, right? They would depend on the special players to do it. So I don't think Luka would, would change the game, right? But I think if Luka were, was, was, was if I were Luka also at this point, right, right, I, I would think there's two ways to look at it. One is I have a strong offense, let's just go and attack. Right, and then outscore the opponent. But at the same time, if I, if it's me, I will say, hey, my defense have lesser quality because Pedro is not there, right? So let's be more compact. Let's have smaller lines between the spaces, right? Yeah, smaller spaces between the lines. Uh, let's protect our defense more. Don't let's not press more. Let Tampines have the ball, right? Uh, at the end of the day, you know we get. I you know we are strong on the counter also because we will have. Uh, Faris, we can have Gabriel, we can have Maxime, yeah, so, uh, and then also when, when you're in defense, sometimes you can be in control and in defense, right, you can, you don't have to be, you don't have to be pressing and in control, or possession in control, so, to me, is he has to play it right, you know, he has to attack when he needs to attack, not be too gung-ho, so that's, that's, that's where I, I think it, he should approach, but that, did he have enough time to work with or not? Right, even though yeah, the players are all of a certain level, but th- does he have time to do it, execute it as how you want it out, as how I think it should be, or he will just let the team go and attack. Yeah. So to me, I don't think he has the time. I think he will still attack. I think he will just go gung ho about it, out- outscore companies and hope that they can win. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sure he has the time and judging by the players, he's missing due to suspension. Haris Arun, Hafiz, not key players, he might not have the personnel to try and shore things up as well. And I can see why you predicted a high scoring door. Did you say 3-all, 4-all?
1: 3-all or 4-all, I said. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. so reigning goals at our templates up. I'm going to go for 3-2 to the Lion City, Sailors. I do think. They will be leaky at the back, but they have enough to score. I do think there will be a red card in this fixture as well. I just don't know for oh, who. I okay. just think it's it's a very tasty fixture. There's a lot riding on it and I think emotions hopefully, are going to
1: be... Hopefully, it's not another headbutt by the coaches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, I think Farah would have learned his lesson and uh, Kim Do <laughs> might be in the stands. It'd be interesting to see <laughs> if he is if he's still in Singapore. Alright, that's <laughs> happening at our Temporary Hub and it's going to be a superb game we know for sure. But over at Jurong East Stadium Albirex Niigata hosting Young Lions at the same time Saturday kick off at 5:30 p.m. Now sorry but for this game it's really just a matter of how many Albirex will score right
1: Yeah so yeah so as uh, you know as uh, on the on the east side Lions City is also probably going to score goals but it's also the nice time for Albirex to to narrow down on the goal difference with this goal but I hope I hope that Albirex is not I mean, I want them to play their best, and I want like, young lions to play their best. But in search of that goal difference, I hope it is not double digit. Really, really, on in my heart, deep down, I said, uh, I, I really sympathize with the boys, with the players. Yeah. So no prediction there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like seven to eleven goals there.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. <I>, I'm with <laughs> you. I think the young lions, as much as plenty of question marks about whether they should be in the league and stuff like that, I think people need to realize. They are young boys. A lot is being asked of them competing in the COE League as well as putting out a team to play with the so-called big boys in the league. And last week, I was on commentary for the Tempeneci Young Lions game. They had four substitutes on the bench. Joel Chu not even fit enough to play. So, Nasrin Nassir has really been dealt a very hard card. And I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be... If I was a betting man, AOS is the way to go on this one. And I think Albrecht will be eyeing... Uh, look to close that goal difference because it could come to that between uh, them and the Lion City Sailors. I suspect straight forward three points for Albrechts a lot of goals as well so we shall <laughs> see how that pans out moving on to Sunday then Geelong International against Haugang United now Haugang are uh, difficult to watch defensively at the moment going forward Shawalanwa equals his best ever season tally of 10 he's three, three goals away from reaching 50 career goals clearly a man in form Shawalanwa but Haugang just cannot defend for their lives. We've spoken at length about Geelang already, so let's maybe focus on Hao Gang. I'm sure you're in the know of people within the club, Cairo. The season can't end soon enough for the Cheetahs, right? They just need to hit reset and plan ahead for 2023?
1: Yeah, I think it's a hit and miss. I mean, it, it's a miss more than a hit, lah. anyway. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game... They had a lot of chance to kill Tanjung Paga, to be honest, right? They had a lot of chances to kill Tanjung Paga. Uh, I think the defending rising how Tanjung Paga was defending as well during that game. But uh, one moment really, really, really irritated the hell out of me. It was when Anders actually hit the head of uh, you know of, of Liner. You, you know, you 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 can be a Poor defender who can't defend 1v1, who do, don't want to make interceptions, who do not want to play a high line. But then you hit your bloody, the blood, the, your fret, your teammates hit, and you are behind when you can see the whole picture over there. It, look, it really looks like a circus, isn't it? Doesn't it? It really looks like a circus over there. What the hell is it doing? You know, I I I I really I I think, you know, I think just play Nazim, right? Just play Nazim. Drop these guys, right? Drop these guys. Just play Nazim. At least he's a young, younger player who can maybe listen to instructions. Right? I, 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 I mean, it, it's chaotic over there and it, it's really, it's really schoolboy. I don't know even if schoolboy or not, right? So, you don't really see a pattern of play. It seems like every, every of the players are doing anything that they want to do, right? The midfielders are doing what they want to do. And we hear about Kaishu. I mean, in the interview, they said, right, Kaishu is what? Uh, uh, disciplinary issues, right? So, I I, I don't know, uh, but it's a good, but it's a good sign that if it's a disciplinary issue, right, that he's being dropped, right, that he's being dropped. Because why? It really shows that okay, Clement is putting a clamp on things. That people who do not want to be doing what he wants to do, you know, just get out of our plans. Right. So that's why I feel that okay, this is the right first step. But also, you know, if people really don't want to get into the same direction, even for the locals, you know, just drop him, drop him. Yeah. So for me, I hope I hope things get better, which I don't really foresee. But I hope Shawal will be there to be able to, uh, work it with uh, Sahil, Pedro, and uh, Amy to to outscore, uh, their opponents. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah I, I'm agree with you. I'm. In agreement with you that discipline seems to be a recurring problem for howgang uh, over the course of the season, right? You see Kaisu now the latest to be called out for it and then looks like he's not going to play much for the rest of the season. And then you've got Endes, who I, I I think schoolboy is a good way to put it. It's a kind way to put it because he could be described much worse. Having said that, what do you expect against Geelang International? Because geelang are a team in form. I think they've won eight and just lost once in their last 12 matches and they will be hunting down... AFC Cup qualification as well.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that this is the game that Gelang will start. I have a feeling this is the game that Gelang will start, but not too much. I think it will end up as a draw. Right? I will uh, end up as a draw. So, maybe for me, a uh, 2-2 two, two draw for this game. Uh, you know, there, there is, to me, I what I'm envisioning is... The win against Lime City was a bit too much to handle. Right? So maybe the, maybe they will bring go down to earth a little bit. Yeah. With that, that's why I'm predicting this to Paul Draw.
0: Yeah, I can understand your school of thought. Maybe a bit of hangover from beating the reigning yeah, champions yes. might creep into yes, this. Although it I
1: happened, went... it happened on the first game also for them of the yeah? season. Oh right? yes,
0: yes. <laughs> that's after that they went on that uh, run of eleven games without a win. But I predict, I predict. Tempenis are going mm. to lose the night before, and then that's going to give motivation for Ge Lang to get the job done against Haugang. So, mm. I, I suspect okay. Geylang win this 3-1, mm. but that's just my thought. So, now, Cairo, you've been spot on with your opinions throughout the show. You've been very forthcoming. Very quickly, Captain, pick. Who you think is going to be the standout player in
1: match day 24? Match day 24, eh? I think it's going to be Boris. I think he's going to score a hat-trick. I've never I've never had him on the captain's pick, I think. Yeah. So, uh, uh, no, I think yeah.
0: no worries, Farah's not on the show to call you out for using a represent <laughs> player, but Boris is a good pick. He is hunting down the top scorer award and it will be interesting to see if he gets the job done against the Lion City mm-hmm. Sailors defence. For me, I'm going to go for Shuhei Hoshino, Jumbo. I think uh, Tanjung Paga's backline is there for the taking. I saw some of the goals they conceded. I'm not convinced it's the most tight defence. Well, that can be said across the league. So, I'm just going for Hoshino because I think he's a man in form. It's interesting to see how things will pan out. Kairo Ashraf, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Jakarta. We wish you a safe journey back on Friday. And to the listeners, thank you so much for continuously supporting the final still Do continue to support the channel. As we reach the end of the season, we'll keep the good content coming. See you on the next episode. Enjoy the football.